0: have a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat. to scared
1: Don't you ever Don't you ever me your
0: Everybody be cool this is a robbery. Any of you fucking pricks, move And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. And welcome to this week's Pod Culture Vultures. I say, God damn, what a rush! With me, Dean, and as always, also joined with me here is my hetero life mate, the young, the bearded, Keverini boy. How's that hanging sausage? Bonsoir, my lord. Bonsoir. Mmm, lovely. Mmm, <laughs> juicy. Very <laughs> nice. Good, good, good. So, what we talking about this week then? Well, let's have a little chat first, shall we, before we get we dive right on balls in Balls deep. Yeah. Balls deep. Yeah, so how you been, love? Have you had a good
1: week? Been a good week, mate, yeah. Been a good good week. Um I've been cracking on quite well actually. I've got um well, I'm near the end of season six of The Expanse. If you have ever seen that sci-fi show on Amazon, I think you were talking about that on one of the last ones. Yeah, that was really that's that's awesome. That is based on a series of books. Um, fantastic. I've also been I watched the Chris File last night with old Michael Caine. Oh. Um,
0: never seen it before. Oh, I watched the film Michael Caine, and I'll tell you about it in a minute. Okay. Yesterday.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else am I on? Uh, halfway through season three of
0: Titans. Right. Have you ever seen that? I've watched the first season. Yeah. Um, but I never got around to watching the second one. I know there's a third one now, but because yeah. my lab watches the the Teen Titans Go, which is quite funny. But yeah, this so is my little girl watching. Yeah. She loves it.
1: So far from from that oh, one yeah, at all. Definitely. Very, you know, very violent. I mean, it's it's definitely um, aimed at adult an adult oh, yeah, audience. Yeah. Um, that's really smart. What else am I watching? Uh. Did it, did it, did it. I finished the get back sessions with the Beatles, but I think we probably
0: talked yeah, about that. that. Have yeah. you um, have you watched uh, any of the new? Uh... Oh, The Witcher. Oh
1: yeah. Halfway through the second season. that I definitely have made some time for all of this shit. I tell you. Have you watched any of uh, Book of Boba Vet? Yeah. And that was the other one. Yes, I've watched the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah. So
0: there's only been two episodes. I think the third one was on this week. I'm doing all right, actually. Four different anyway, TV so... shows. I tell you. And uh you definitely worked out who the uh, yeah. droid was I told you about. Well you said to me, didn't
1: you, you like uh yeah. the droid is it was it eight D eight or Yeah or eight D B like oh, 8DB or whatever it was from the original one. Once you um once you see him, you'll recognise the voice and when you do text me. <laughs> but it wasn't just a straight-up text, it was actually uh, a gift. For, For the...
0: The... Yeah, Matt Berry, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. He's friggin' hilarious. I've actually watched the new toast series of Tinstall, Toast tinsel town it's fucking hilarious you, anything with him it's brilliant isn't yeah, it well, yeah definitely you should do a Matt Berry episode <laughs> <Yeah>. one day <laughs> well, I just I started watching uh, What We Do in the Shadows again the series um, I still haven't seen the film yet I oh, it's on, no it's on the list I'm sure
1: I'll like yeah. it because I know you, you hold it in high regard don't you
0: but um, the uh, it's just funny because Matt Berry when he turns into a bat he starts running and goes BAT <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't have to. Batch. Almost a little bit like partridge, isn't it? Yeah, batch. But yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But um, no, for me, just getting back to what you said just a minute ago about Michael Caine, I listened to uh, another podcast, um, Louis Faroux. He does interviews with a lot of different people.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I started
0: listening to that. But I listened to the Oliver Stone one. Oh, so I, it, I thought that's a good lead on because I'll, I'll listen to his autobiography or the, the first volume of it because obviously he's going to do another one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's fantastic, mate. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. But he was talking about his um, de- directorial debut yeah. and screenwriting debut and he did a film called The Hand. That's it, yeah, with Michael Caine. With Michael Caine. And they just spoke about it and it just really intrigued me because it's like a horror film. It, it, it's definitely not a film you'd consider to be an Oliver Stone film. It's not even a film you consider to be a Michael Caine film. (laughs) But I think it's 1981, and, uh, yeah, Michael Caine's like an artist, and uh, he's had an (laughs) argument with his missus in the car... And this silly old deer keeps trying to cut him up. And he's going, get back, you silly cow, get back. And he sort of waves his hand out the window and it gets knocked off by a, like a lorry. So yeah. his hand comes <laughs> clean up. And there's just like so much blood coming out of it all over his face. all over and <laughs> It's so really horrific. Um, but then obviously he's got to come to terms with the fact he's lost his right arm, can't do his drawing. He goes out to try and find the hand and all that. <laughs> what, stick it back on with a bit of Velcro? I think he just wants his hand back, right? Uh, a bit but like the old Br- Martin Brundle, he's going to stick it in a jar in his uh, his bathroom cabinet. Yeah, but next the thing is, ways. what happens next is you kind of see it at first, it's just in the grass. Yeah. Then it comes back to life and starts crawling like a spider. Like the Adams Family. Yeah, like, yeah, was it Thing? Yeah, yeah. Thing yeah. from the Addams Family, yeah. Crawling about and then it starts... Basically, anyone that annoys him, it comes and kills him, and then it starts drawing erotic pictures in his uh, art books and stuff. <laughs> yes. A big Willy on page yeah. four. And uh, obviously, there is a cameo with uh, Oliver Stone in it where he yeah. plays another, he plays a tramp who's lost his hand. And, and his ones doing the same sort of <laughs> nah, thing. No, Michael Caine's hand comes and knocks him off. But he also, obviously, because they wouldn't have been able to have Michael Caine walk around with a hand missing, it goes to this. He's able to go to this special experimental hand clinic, where they put a robotic one that looks very much like Luke Skywalker's from Empire. <laughs> so it is sort of like like all oh, the T, the Terminator skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. Just puts a black glove over it, and then it's all got all the pad and everything, so it looks no, like a hand. No, this... <laughs> he can crush things to oblivion with it <laughs> like robocop <laughs> yeah but yeah it's, it's it's well worth watching um it's uh, i wouldn't have i wouldn't have said it was an oliver stone film but uh but um i'll watch it one day he does he does speak quite um a lot about that and his audio his yeah. audio book um and even like from it's here his first time he... out wasn't it know. i suppose and yeah if he got michael kane to do it my well, dude, Michael Caine of do anything if the money's right. What's it? Yeah. Which is also one thing <laughs> he, o-
1: he openly well, he openly admits in his autobiography yeah. that he took many a movie um, just for the money hmm. um, and that there were some directors who he was you know honoured to work with and that his favourite director, which you won't like, has um, been Christopher Nolan. Oh, oh to work with? To work with, yeah. yeah. He's, he said he's been his favourite director to work with. Um, but yeah, he's... And that's what's really refreshing about his autobiography, Michael Caine's, is he doesn't shy away. Like Oliver Stone's audi- uh, um, autobiography, mm. they don't shy away from like the reality. No, you know? I mean, Ma- Michael Caine doesn't so much... He doesn't really name drop unless he's praising, whereas Oliver, St- Oliver Stone doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like yeah, if it's he's it's, had yeah. beef with... Um, like James Woods, yeah. he talks about yeah. on um, Salvador, he really fell out with James Woods, yeah. and he does not hold back because he's, he's very... He's very sort of brutally honest. He put you on person, he's open. Yeah. And he's not afraid to say, but um Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, they're def- both of them are worth checking out, they're autobiographies. And I'll I'll watch that film
0: one day. Um Yeah, um, yeah. it's funny I think it's because I said to Michael Kane, Have you actually seen Jaws to Revenge? No, but I've seen the house it's paid for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only good thing about that bloody film. <laughs> bloody out of breath on that thing. <laughs> Now, what shall we talk about? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about Pulp Fiction this week. Um, Tarantino classic. Oh, wait, I mean, if, if not, what is best film. Yeah, but whether um, you favour it or not, his, probably his best film. I do, I love Tarantino anyway, but yeah, it is. It is a great film. It's uh, it's almost like a noir, isn't it? Obviously, where it's all all these stories leading up to different. It's like an interconnected anthology, isn't it? Yeah. Um, where you've got three stories.
1: A bit like shortcuts that come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit like shortcuts. Um, also a little bit like, we just said about Nolan, a bit like his Dunkirk, we have got these three stories going kind of backwards. His are more sort of going backwards and forwards, but they all mm. do a line. Whereas with Tarantino's, it starts at one point with one story, moves on to another story, and then by the time you get to the third one, it's, it's you then really see how all
0: interconnected it is, yeah. and where those timelines are. But then the last one, it goes back to the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what they call uh, a quarter pounder with cheese uh, in Paris?
1: They don't
0: call it a quarter pounder with cheese? Oh, I mean, they get the metric system. They wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. And what do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with cheese. Very good. Very good. I always think, though, um, with um, Pulp Fiction, and especially when it first came out as well, when you first see John Travolta and um, Samuel L. Jackson, their hair looks ridiculous. Even yeah, I think that's the whole point now, isn't it? But, I mean, when you first see it, you just... Mm-hmm is this a piss take yeah and then it's like no it works and then it's like you let it go don't you because it's like the film's so good it's like yeah but I think it's supposed to be quite cartoonish but also
1: even when they rock up at older Brett's apartment it's almost like they don't expect these two geezers with stupid haircuts and massive sideburns to be these thugs who work for the gangster in which they're kind of yeah fuck them in the arse as as, as they (laughs) say yeah but you just again like just looking over there, you just you know, picture on, on the vulture wall there, just you you wouldn't fuck with him, would you? No. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. No, no, no. Especially when he comes out with his uh was it Ezekiel 25, twenty-five. Twenty-five, whatever it is. Seventeen, yeah. something like that. And I will strike down upon them with a few vengeance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'll show you, I am the Lord, and I'll lay my vengeance upon bon. thee. But um, <laughs> it's just the when they execute him, it's like Brett. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <clears throat> so at the beginning though, when it starts off, when in the cafe, and it's because uh, they're only referred to as Pumpkin and Honey Bunny. Oh, uh, Tim Roth and, and Amanda Plummer, isn't it? Yeah, but they are both supposedly. Um, sort of connected to True Romance Natural Born All Killers, killers yeah. which I think is, it's quite you know those little juicy bits and also like with um, John Travolta he's related to Reservoir Dogs Michael Madsen isn't he yeah it's yeah. his brother isn't it
1: well yeah because they were they, they were on about doing the Vega brothers weren't they for a long time but yeah. never did it I suppose it makes you wonder doesn't it because Tarantino only got one film left in him because he said he'd do 10 then retire yeah. from film makes you wonder if he'll <laughs> maybe revisit. We well, yeah. you never know who yeah. knows I mean supposedly he wrote a treatment for a new Star Trek movie
0: yeah but I do sometimes think that stuff that's trickled down into someone he's mentioned it there's mate. no there's no way they'd let him do a, a, a Star Trek movie can you imagine a Tarantino Star Trek movie I mean I, I can but I don't it wouldn't no I mean it's, wouldn't happen, well, wouldn't it's like it? the um, ER that he directed it was the most bloodiest one they'd done, wasn't it? Was that the Ewan McGregor one? Where he's like the, the bank robber or something like that? I can't remember. I don't know if that is him. Is that the one when he get, he's in the shop, though, isn't he? He's yeah. I got in the f- shop and then they she superglues his face. Yeah, I've, I've got a funny feeling it's Ewan McGregor. It might be. Yeah. It could well be.
1: Ewan McGregor! <laughs>
0: <laughs> On the road! But as always, with Tarantino, excellent monologues with dialogues. And the first one being my favourite one is the conversation they have about the foot massage, which is so true because he, he he totally does Samuel R Jackson at the end of that conversation because he's like... Obviously, they're talking about someone who's been killed by their boss for massaging his wife's feet. <laughs> and he's like, um, do you not think that's an overreaction to it? And it is an overreaction. And he just says, but you don't touch another man's wife's feet. And he starts going on about how it's not the same thing. And then he kind of says, all right then, give me a foot massage. Fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you, you yeah, because he does him straight away. Yeah. What I like about that is you've got this, it's a real,
1: it's a a long take, isn't it? It's a, a one-shot yeah. long take, like one take. Um, And they're walking down the corridor. And when they get to that kind of point in their cor- that conversation, they have to do a little detour, go down another corridor to kind of,
0: Continue, continue that. Continue it on, don't they? then not it Because it's a little back. early. Yeah, and then let's they can, hang back.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then there uh, he has to say that. And then he talks about taking out Mia Wallace. Mm. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, take out? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take her out for dinner. <laughs> but but, um, but
0: uh, yeah, in terms of like his diet, I mean that's what he does best. But it's just it's clever because it's like touching someone's feet shouldn't be. But you ain't gonna sit down and massage a geezer's feet, so therefore there is a yeah. There is a thing, isn't there? There is a sexual element to that. Yeah. Because I'm going to fucking massage your trotter's sausage. Oh, go on. I've got a lovely soft feet, I have. am not interested in your yeah. feet, darling. Um, also, the thing is, I don't know if you knew of this or whatever, but there was a big thing about, do you know, the case when it opens and it glows? Yeah. There was a suggestion, I can't remember when I read before, that that's supposed to be Marcellus Wallace's soul. It is. And the plaster on the back of his neck is yeah. where it's been extracted. Yeah, because if you were to extract someone's soul, that's the only place you can do it. Right. That's yeah.
1: That's why when you see Marcellus Wallace, brilliantly played by a Ving legendary Ving, Ving Rhames, yeah. you only see him from behind. Yeah. And then there's the close-up shot, the plaster. But what I love about it is it's never really explained. No. You know, I mean, you could take that as, oh, it's a whole suitcase of gold. Yeah. But the guy's... As you as you go through the film, maybe when you start to see more of Marcellus Wallace, you get this picture, this idea that he's a very wealthy man. So what? Why yeah. would they really care about the gold? It's not about that, you know. It's it's that his soul has been stolen from him.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um.
1: Yeah, it is. Which is really interesting because amongst yeah. all all what's going on, this kind of real sort of seventies sort of noir vibe, yeah, with these really colourful cartoonish characters. You've got this real sort of mystical ele-
0: element. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I always thought when I first saw it, it was gold. Mm. But it, you never see it in there. No. And actually, when he gives Bruce Willis, Butch, the, the payoff, he hands it to him like it's money in an envelope, but there's a glow to it. And I thought that was gold that he was giving him. But then I thought, what's he going to do with a lump of gold? He's mm. not going to be able to get any of that. But you can see it's money. Yeah, yeah. But you've just got an incredible
1: ensemble cast. I mean, he had a great cast in Reservoir Dogs. and this one, he's yeah. just got, he's just gone further, is not he? I mean, you, you you go through the names. You've got Travolta, Samuel Jackson, Bruce Willis, Amanda Plummer, Tim Roth. You've got um, Harvey Keitel, Uma Fuhrman. Yeah. You've got, um, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, you've got Rosanna Arquette you've got um, original Martin McFly it has got Lance Eric Stoltz Eric Stoltz yeah. you've got Tarantino makes a brilliant cameo in there um, how else have you got and if it's not people you recognise by name it's like the guy who plays Zed pops up and loads of films and he was in Training Day he's one of like Denzel Washington he's films. in uh, Judgment Night as well Judge- we've done, yeah. of course he is yeah of course yeah. he is so you know he's he's kind of gone all out for it it's one of his films where you look you to look at the poster of all these people in there, I'm sure we j- we spoke on the previous episode about a- an ensemble cast. Mm. If you look at it, you think, How on earth is this filmmaker, this guy, gonna yeah. get all of these into a film in a very meaningful way? And he does it, he, d- he just yeah.
0: does it so well. I think
1: they've got Bing Rames, Tim, oh, Tim Buscemi, uh, Steve Buscemi.
0: Steve, yeah, his cameo, his cameo, Buddy, Buddy. Ollie. Buddy Ollie, um, <laughs> Jack Rabbit Slims. Ooh. but the tarantino is the king of the comeback giving the person a second chance because that's how travolta yeah because he was doing nothing wasn't he at that point until he gave him pulp fiction
1: yeah i think he'd done he'd done um i, don't know, I was gonna say three men and a little lady uh, or baby but he wasn't with it bruce willis did the voice of that he did yeah he did just like some no shit. he was in it you're talking about look who's
0: talking look
1: Luke he was in. Look who's talking. He was in. Look who's talking. That's but he a, was
0: Kirsty Ali's bit chum. Yeah. Yeah. Significant other. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah, what. Yeah. But Bruce Willis was the voice of the baby. But yeah, it
1: wasn't until '94 when Tarantino puts him in this front and center. Yeah. Then he started
0: being in great films like Broken Arrow. <laughs> I think that's another one we need to do. That. In fact, <laughs> I I watched that. I mean, not long before I watched we really watched Pulp Fiction. <laughs>
1: I said god damn what a rush <laughs> <laughs> classic
0: classic
1: would you please stop shooting at the nuclear warheads
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you've got the two hitmen, which is um, Vincent Vega and uh, Samuel Jackson Jules Jules they're going around getting back Marcellus is soul Watson join his... a kahuna burger and washing it down with a little bit of sprite. Yeah. You got the other story where you see Vince and Vega take Marcellus' Wallace wife out. Huma Fermin. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a bit of a uh, bit of a smackhead. Big time, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. She he takes her out, they go for a for a burger and all that. It's, it's good fun he's had. He takes her home and thinks, right, I'm just gonna say good night and go home and have a big wank. Basically what he says. It's and it, then yeah. uh, <clears throat> she finds a little baggie in his pocket and thinks it's Bit of coke, bit of coke. So she sniffs up a big old fucking (laughs) Biff Conkworth, do not she? Yeah, and uh, OD's on it. Big time. So uh, that's when uh, he has to drive her to his dealer to try and get the uh, adrenaline shot yeah instead of going to hospital because he even calls Lance Dunning he? and he's like don't bring her real take her to a yeah. hospital <laughs> yeah, he's like no he? I'm
1: bringing her, to, yeah. bringing her to you and, and then not only that he turns he up to... and then crashes into his house yeah
0: <laughs> right in the front of the, front of the fucking
1: <laughs> lawn yeah I would have thought someone would have called the police anyway <laughs> but yeah you'd yeah. think that though because I thought that watching it this time but then I thought well he's probably like the dealer of the neighbourhood and he's probably just left his Yeah, or
0: Lance you know, there he is in his dressing gown. Who outfit. looks like the dude from uh, Big Lebowski. He does look a little bit like... Um, he looks yeah. like he's got that vibe going. That's it, yeah. He's, he's eating a bowl of cornflakes or having a cup of coffee or something. Or golden Grains or something <laughs> yeah. like that, yeah. And the phone just keeps ringing, keeps yeah. ringing. He just gets annoyed, doesn't he? That's got a woman from... Uh, who was in The Commitments, the Irish girl with the black hair. I knew I... Yeah, I, I didn't look it up, but I knew I recognised her from somewhere. But the, she was recently in that comedy I said about Brassic... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays like, um, a, like a pikey sort of traveller and yeah. she goes out with one of the mates yeah. and uh, they find out in one of them that she's been in a porno oh. <laughs> as part of the, the uh, thing. And at one point she goes, look, it was just a porno. It wasn't Pulp Fiction or anything. <laughs> ah, yeah, very good. Very good. I thought that's a good little tipple. Um, and then the other story you've got is um, Bruce Willis, is a boxer... And Marcellus Wallace has paid him to take a dive. Um, yeah, because I've t- just I've just remembered another great actor I didn't name who pops up
1: in it. All Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's a hey great on, monologue as well. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's a great monologue. That Scoochie,
0: is. Scoochy, yeah. scooch, scooch. Yeah. So we had this uncomfortable chunk of money off his ass. Yeah. Two years. Two years. <laughs> two years. Two years. Yeah,
1: they ass for five years. I've had it off my ass for yeah. two years. <laughs>
0: So Anyway, the short and long of that is he doesn't throw the fight, he does them all over, doesn't he? Yeah, because he's got a bookie down in I was gonna say Kentucky or something like that, but he, he's he's basically on the run, isn't he? He's, yeah, yeah, he's gonna run away, get the money with his missus, and all that. And uh, they're in she's waiting for him in some sort of little motel somewhere, yeah.
1: butch, butch, <laughs> the pancakes, butch, oh,
0: yeah, and um. But he's asked her to pack all the stuff and the only thing he gives a shit about is the watch that his dad's had up his arse and Christopher Walken's had up his arse for a total of Christ knows how many years. Little okay, git, I've just realised. Just, my dog's been up my hat. Well, there you go. The
1: little little Arnold.
0: Alright, git. Okay. So he's got to go back and get this watch because he can't just leave it considering the amount of trouble that these people have gone to get it to him when he was a child. But obviously he knows that Marcellus and his hitmen are gonna be uh waiting for him. Yeah,
1: so yeah, a quick quick backstory I suppose is just that the watch was his father's watch and his father was a prisoner of war in the in the Vietnam War, wasn't he? So he had it for Yeah. That's where he hides it up his arms for five years so that they don't get it. Yeah. He dies, passes it but, but passes it to Christopher Walken. He holds on to it. He survives the war, brings it all the way back. That's why it means so much to him, doesn't yeah. it? It's not just like a random watch no. on a
0: kangaroo because he says I oh, I couldn't give a shit about any of the other stuff, but this I need to get. Yeah. So he has to go back. But when he does go back to his apartment, which is one of the best bits. It's not that quiet really. And uh but he doesn't think anyone's in there right up until he sees that giant fucking gun on the uh, kitchen <laughs> counter <laughs> just reminds me, that, reminds me of that line at the beginning <laughs> did you see him at me with that goddamn Head hand cannon, cannon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got that like, it's got a giant silencer on it and it huge Basically. silencer on it yeah and he kind of works out that uh, john travolta is in the toilet having a shit because he's in there with his book but he's left his giant gun out on the kitchen counter as you would do as you would do but what if you might be expecting some geezer to come back for any reason? <laughs> They've already seen each other though previously in the bar, haven't they? Where he's Marcellus
1: Original story, yeah, because there's the whole dialogue, isn't there? Where he talks about the uh, yeah. the uh, mayonnaise on fries because because Travolta's just got back from a tr- uh, was it a three year trip at Va- in France? No, in Europe. Amsterdam. He's, yeah, been in
0: Amsterdam for three years. Is it Amsterdam, I thought he went to Europe. Wait, no, it's Amsterdam. It says it's Amsterdam. Oh, okay. Our man, a Vince of our man in Amsterdam. Amsterdam.
1: Oh, yeah, that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah, then that's
1: when they have that little Vega, not born.
0: Oh, yeah, and the little sort of stare off, don't they, at the bar. Yeah, but he says he's got something to say, punchy. But the thing is, Bruce Willis looks like he's going to laugh. That whole read? scene, yeah. he looks like he's going to laugh. Yeah, but he's always got a smirk on his he face. Has, he on? has got a smirk his but that more so, because I just think, it must be that wig that Travolta's wearing. <laughs> oh no, you're as bald as me under there, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... <laughs> but also, when he comes out of the bathroom, he also has got that smirk on his face, just before he fills his guts all full of lead. <laughs> <laughs> so he's done. He makes a funny noise yeah. when he gets shot as well, don't uh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just uh, dead in the shower. But then, one of my favourite bits, and this is because of The Simpsons, oh, it's, yeah. is when uh, Bruce Willis goes to drive off back to his missus, and Marcellus is walking across the road with some <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> and Marcellus Wallace stops, looks round, oh. and just goes, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> He sees him, so Willis just runs him over. <laughs> just runs him over. Donuts. I got donuts. I got... Hey, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets out and shoots him into things. But, yeah, in The Simpsons, it's uh, Chief Wiggum, isn't it? Yeah. Donuts. Yes. I've got donuts. Hey, I know you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and gets run over. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what happens after that, which I which I really do like, is unlike most films where like, someone's in a crash or anything like that, they just get up and walk away. These guys are both Fugged. fucked. Like, are. absolutely fucked. Even to the point where when uh, um, Masters Wall starts chasing Butch down the road, he can barely stand. Yeah. And Butch is limping all over the place because his leg's not like
0: really kicking back in. No. His nose is all busted up. Yeah, proper. You know? And then they end up stumbling into this... Well, I was just going to say, just to make a point before that as well, like you're saying, is not... Normally as well, there's people trying to help them both. There's civilians yeah. trying to help them both, because um, normally you wouldn't have that sort of interference. And they're trying to say we saw what happened and all that. And then the woman who's trying to help Bruce Willis, <laughs> fucking thing, Rames goes to shoot Willis and fucking shoots Gets her right in the fire. <laughs> and it's just like it's just like it's awful. But it's like that's how it would be actually. Yeah. She's just so shocked and she's just on the floor screaming. Ah! and really believable as well isn't it very believable yeah, yeah. but um, yeah then they go into the uh, second hand shop don't they the thrift store or whatever you call it it's, what, it's like a pawn um, shop porn shop isn't yeah. it yeah and then uh, he waits for old Ving Vang to come in
1: their little tussle he threatens yeah. to blow his head off Gaze beyond on the, the bar the counter was just like um, "No, you're not going to do this in my place calls mm. up his mate um, and at that point he knocks Bruce Willis out with the butt of his shotgun. Yeah, Thing Rames has passed out. They wake up, strapped up in chairs in the basement, don't they? With
0: the old massive gobstopper, <laughs> <in laughs> <them. laughs> fucking snooker ball in the mouth. <laughs> See the, yeah, and then it starts to get really fucking it's fucking weird. dark, mate. That is because uh, obviously they're these they they've got the elements. This is to me is um, Tarantino's nod towards. Uh, um, What's it? Uh, deliverance. Because oh, yeah. they both have got that southern twang mm. to their voice and everything. They've got the gimp, who's just a geezer in a gimp suit. Locked away was... in a little <laughs> chest thing, isn't he? <laughs> I still... Yeah, the gimp. Yeah. So he comes out and gets chained up. And then uh, Zed, he's a police officer, isn't he? That's right, yeah. Um, and he decides that he's going to... Well, they, they decide they're going to rape both of them, don't they? Yeah, but he decides to Ving Rhames first of all, Marcellus Wallace. Yeah. Clearly doesn't know who he is. Anyway, whilst he's in the other room and you can hear all of the commotion, Bruce Willis manages to break free, he? knocks out the gimp, and then he goes to leave and he kind of thinks... Well, his he, conscience kicks in then, yeah, does it? Yeah, because it's really? kind of like... Even though up. we've fallen out, yeah. I cannot leave him to these fucking savages. But that's when he starts looking at stuff which he's going to try and knock him out or yeah, kill him what with. What does
1: he pick up first? He picks up um, a hammer. Yeah. He finds
0: a hammer and
1: then he thinks, yeah, this is great. And he looks around and thinks, oh, no, but there's a, there's, there's a baseball bat. Baseball bat. Then there's a chainsaw. And, and then there's looks the
0: fucking the sword hammer shuffle whatever it is from Kill Bill, Kill Bill yeah
1: the Kill Bill sword isn't it
0: yeah yeah and so then he, he gets all uh, Kill he, Bill on the mask oh it? yeah he does kicks the door in obviously poor old Ving Rhames being bummed to within an inch of his life <laughs> Not the to, still got the fucking snooker ball in his mouth yeah and uh, Willis cuts basically cuts the other bloke in half nearly doesn't he yeah because he's sword. basically standing there watching enjoying yeah. it isn't he so, Bosh, he goes, and then uh, the policeman, Zed, he sort of pushes himself away at the wall. and uh, but, but Bruce Willis is then standing in front of him with the sword and he's ready to do him as well. And he's saying, it's like a standoff, isn't it? Yeah, and but then the do... thing. gets up so... behind him with the pump action. And he shoots his bollocks off, Yeah, because it flies off, doesn't it? Said, yeah, it <laughs> <that's>, yeah. Step <laughs> butch. But, yeah. So he gets uh, his nuts blown off, and obviously he's still alive, but Marcellus Wallace isn't going to let him off the hook that easily by just killing him straight away. You hear me talking, hillbilly boy? I ain't through with you by damn sight. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. No, so he sort of squares things up with Bruce Wallace. But that's the funniest thing, (laughs) because Bruce Willis goes, are you all right? No, I'm pretty fucking far far from all right. (laughs) He's like, no, about me and you. Oh, that all right. <laughs> there is no me and you. <laughs> you be gone, you stay gone, oh, yeah. or you be gone. And, and then, he, they, then he basically,
1: he sort of says that he's going to get a couple of his mates round to get medieval. blowtorch. Blowtorch. Blow blowtorch and a pair of plies. Get mm-hmm. medieval on their ass. Because, yeah, he's not going to,
0: you say, let him just get off lightly. No way. torture the fuck out of him, aren't they, for as long as they can now. Definitely. He's had he's it. He picked on the wrong bot. Um... <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> then so, so, in, so in a way he kind of re, Bruce
1: Willis kind of redeems himself in the most unlikely strange, way strange yeah yeah it's, it's even to this day I've watched that film so many times but even to this day it's just I don't it just I don't know it's not shocks me it surprises me like where it goes you know the fact that like, it's, what, it goes it's, there it's, it's yeah. supposed to be like I suppose, like what mid-morning Something like that. <laughs> Do you going to be mid-morning.
0: Yeah. Nobody does that mid-morning.
1: But Morning glory. I've, I, I have thought that before. Like I've been places where, I'm like, you know, you're in a city or somewhere. You're far away from anyone you know and care about. Yeah. And it's just that you know, you could turn a corner and think something could happen right now. And literally, 50 feet away is a high street or a pub. There's lots of people around, but something could happen right here, right now, at mm. this time of day. And and change someone's know. life and change somebody's life yeah,
0: yeah. so it's, um, it, it's I think when that first came out Pulp Fiction which is around 94 it was 94 it came out yeah um, th- that was a shocking moment in the film because again like you said it leads all the way and then you don't expect that to happen mm-hmm. but I do think that's the same in Deliverance you yeah. don't think that that's going to happen at all at all with
1: deliverance, it then propels them to real survive. Then doesn't it? Yeah. Because I mean, they're they're out just like four mates kayaking, aren't they? But that happens, and then it it, then it becomes like a chase movie, isn't it? It's all about survival and how they're going to like all of them get out of that alive.
0: So that's another really good film. It is a really good. I don't think it's one that we could do though, because it's not really something we could uh, no, <laughs> sort no. Of bounce off of.
1: <laughs> but then yes, yeah. So that's and then that's the end of the is it the uh, the Golden Watch story that leads us into the third and final story, which we are back with. Which starts off straight away with
0: Travolta and Samuel Jackson, like basically thrusting down this corridor, aren't they? Yeah, I think it goes back to that, and you you see it from this perspective of. Um, What's the name? Arquette, the brother, one of the brothers, who's out the, around the back. He's sort yeah. of in another room. I can't remember what his name is. He's one of the Arquette brothers, though. And uh, he runs out and starts and un- basically unloads his gun at uh, <laughs> John Trafford and uh, Samuel L. Jackson, but all the bullets miss. Oh, sorry. Yes, it goes back to like
1: Brett's apartment, doesn't it? Yeah. I thought I thought it started off with them walking down some corridor. And they were
0: they were going somewhere.
1: Was no,
0: it? no, no. That when it's going down the corridor, that bit it's not Samuel Jackson. It's it's he, not though, is it? No, it's someone else because they're looking for for Bruce Willis. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because Samuel Jackson's decided he's leaving the business to walk the earth like it came from Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, David Carradine, which then links into a Kill Bill later on, doesn't exactly it?
1: another one of Tarantino's heroes. Yeah. But, but yeah, so it goes back. Yeah, it goes back there
0: to Brett's and, apartment. And, and oh,
1: that's and, the hand cannon part, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because then it goes straight back to he's delivering the whole monologue, isn't he? That I am the Lord. And then there's because then you yeah. see it. Yeah, from that guy's perspective, he's in another room with his gun. Yeah, and he jumps out and he's like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, and he just unloads like was it like six, seven shots, whatever. Six. None of them. None it's of them. Year, yeah. yeah, none of them actually hit the Travolta or Samuel Jackson. And it's just the way they they look down at themselves. They look at each other and then yeah. they just blow this geezer away, don't Yeah, they? they
0: both shoot at the same time, don't they?
1: And who's it? Is it? Marvin, I said, yeah, Marvin's in the corner. Yeah. Hey, Marvin, didn't you ever think about telling us in the, the guy in the next room with the goddamn yeah. hand cannon?
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, after that, they've already shot... Because they shoot Brett, don't they? Just as he runs out, this guy. That's... Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's why he comes out, yeah, because they, they've blown him away. Yeah, because he's been... <laughs> Saying what too many times. <laughs> <laughs> say
1: say what? say what? Say what one more time, motherfucker! I dare you! I, I double, dare you, double dare you, motherfucker! But the guy <laughs> on
0: the um He's lying on the settee. This is from an earlier scene as well, when he's living in the apartment. He's lying on the settee, but he's got a, he's got a big sort of flock of seagulls. He's yeah, hey, he like seagulls. seagulls. <laughs> keep chilling, keep <laughs> chilling. Yeah. And then he's trying to come up with some bullshit, in he Brett, and he just shoots the yeah. geezer on the chair. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I distract you? Did I break your concentration? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were finished. Allow me to retort. <laughs>
1: Thank you for the cup yeah. of tea. That was lovely, by the way. No problem, darling. So you yeah, can make yeah. a good
0: cup of tea. All can't. part of the service. All part of the service. Anyway, that's when they uh, they leave, but they take Marvin with them. That's right, yeah. <laughs> They're driving down the road, bullshitting about with each other about this thing that's just happened where all the bullets have missed them. And uh, Travolta turns around and says to him, what's your, what's your idea of it? He said, I don't even have an opinion. You he must have, have an, an opinion. opinion. And his gun goes it's off old. and blows the geezer's head straight off. Oh, oh shit, man. I just shot Marvin <laughs> in, in the, the, the face. face. <laughs> Marvin, what do you make of all this? Man, yeah, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you got to
1: have an opinion. I mean, do you think that God came down from heaven and stopped... Oh, oh what
0: the fuck's happening
1: in the house, man? Oh, man, I shot Marvin in the face. Why the
0: fuck did you do that? That's when um, they end up having to go to Tarantino's house. That's what, yeah because they've got to get off,
1: the road, get off the road yeah they've got to go see Jimmy who makes wonderful coffee buys yeah. gourmet coffee mm. because his missus uh, doesn't like it that's, that's one of my f- favourite bits in the film as I always say yeah. it's always little things for me but when Harvey Keitel turns up the wolf yeah and he uh, they're in the garage and he's like I, I smelt some of that coffee back there because I have some Tarantino <laughs> makes him some doesn't he yeah. and he gives it to him he goes thank you very much Jimmy he walks away and as he walks away he takes a sip and he get, turn, turns back to Tarantino and goes Mmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. But what's funny about that as well is earlier on, Samuel Jackson's tried to do the same by sort of so bigging it up. Oh, this is some sort of gourmet <laughs>
1: shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't tell me how good my coffee is, Jules. I know how fucking good my <laughs> coffee, coffee is. I buy a good stuff. <laughs> Barney because I want to taste my coffee. <laughs> but it's not the coffee I'm worried about right now. No, <laughs> no. it's the geyser in, uh, in the garage, isn't it? Yeah. So they're a bit stuck. So they phone Marcellus Wallace who sends out his number one problem solver which happens to be Harvey Cartel, the wolf. I see. <laughs> but even that is just brilliant isn't he? So Samuel Jackson is just pretty much panicking isn't he? Yeah.
1: And and Ving Ranges is just playing it real cool isn't he? Yeah. He's just like there in a sun lounger in the hills of like fucking He's Hollywood. on a boat isn't he? He's, he's, he's on misses. a boat is he? He's on I'm a boat. sure he's on a boat he's yeah. got sunglasses on isn't he? He's just yeah. like chill man yeah.
0: chill I don't think you realise how difficult this situation, situation is, is man. I want you to tell me to go back in there chill them motherfuckers out <laughs> yeah and wait for the cavalry Literally. they'll be uh, arriving directly yeah <laughs> chill them motherfuckers out and the wolf will be with you directly oh you send We're them the, the wolf, wolf? <laughs> oh you happy now motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> man that's all you had to, to say, say. <laughs> so Harvey Keitel turns up in his uh, tux well before he does that then he's like uh how far away is this place 30 minutes I'll be I there in it was in 10 in 10 or something like that he, he turns nine, up like 9, nine minutes,
1: minutes something yeah. yeah he turns up in his tux
0: yeah problem and then solver. he decides what they're gonna do pisses John Travolta off <laughs> yeah because he he's say, to, please. he's telling him what they need to do they need to go and clean the car they need to go and get a load of stuff so it doesn't look tainted, so that they can get it from there to Monster Mix cr- car, car Crusher or something. Before the police stop them. And uh, just as he walks off, he goes to, um, John Trafalgar goes, oh, Please would be nice. Goes, what? what? <laughs> he just gets off on one every day. not said, please, if I'm talking to you like this way, it's because time is in essence, is that right? So, pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the fucking car.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> respect you,
0: Mr. Wolf, you know. I just
1: don't like people barking orders at me, you know.
0: But when uh, when uh, Jules is in the back as well, <laughs> he's like picking up a piece of this guy's skull every time I touch it. <laughs> I'm a tnt laying motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> in fact, what the fuck am I about here in this stuff? It's your problem, you've got to get in the back here, motherfucker. Yeah, so they managed to clean it up and then obviously they're caked in it, in all of the stuff. And I said, what do you look like? You look like two people that have just blown someone's head off. <laughs> <laughs> so they... Uh, they hose them off, don't they? And then give Jimmy Jimmy gives them some of his clothes, which have to be t shirts, shorts, and flip flops. Because <laughs> <laughs> they look like a couple of dorks. What do they? What do they look like, Jimmy?
1: Dorks. They look of, a couple of
0: dorks. Your clothes, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So they get away with that.
1: What's that bit? When you say Tarantino's in with Harvey Keitel, and he's talking about the bed linen, isn't he? And he's like, "My mm. auntie Shirley, or something like that, bought us this." And he's like. Yeah, and it costs this amount of money or something, and it was for yeah. a wedding anniversary. And he's like, "Well, your
0: uncle Marcellus." Marcellus. <laughs> yeah. and he starts just wanging him loads of notes, doesn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Because basically, he says you can't have any sheets that are white because they need they need dark sheets and duvets basically to pad out the car so you can't see. So it's not suspicious uh, as they're driving uh, down the road. You but not get the roses involved. Another great bit though, as well, is when they've done that and he comes to inspect the car. Oh, Tarantino comes. and goes, Oh it looks like a completely different car <laughs> <laughs> I'll be kind of guys. let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet <laughs> anyway
1: it's just so many like one liners and that's yeah. what I love about it whether they were deliberate or not it's just it's one of those films where it's great know, dialogue it is it's great dialogue yeah let's say it's what dialogue. he does best isn't it yeah, yeah. And then once they sort of resolve all that matter, then we go
0: straight back they go, for go for breakfast, don't they? They
1: go for breakfast, which takes us all the way back to the beginning of the movie. Where Tim Roth is having uh, breakfast with his missus. And they decide they're gonna do they're gonna rob the the diner yeah. because nobody else robs diners, they all rob banks. Yeah. And therefore they reckon they could get a bigger score out of this one with taking people's wallets and stuff yeah with it? kind of less hassle and it's quieter
0: so they mm. they starting that that they was but unbeknownst to them is Travolta and Samuel Jackson Travolta's in the bathroom having a shit again when it kicks off <laughs> Jackson's enjoying his muffin yeah but um, they go around they stop they hold up the cafe don't they go around collecting people's wallets and then they get to uh, Samuel Jackson and he does put his wallet in the bag, doesn't he? He gives it to him. Yeah. And then he starts asking him about the case. And he says, I can't, I'm can't. afraid I can't do that. Because yeah, he wants, a, yeah, Tim Roth wants a case. He like, oh, no, you, you can't have that. You can have my
1: wallet, but you can't have this. I've just gone through a hell of a lot to get yeah. this. i about even to give happen. it up to your dumb ass. <laughs> With a gun in his face. And he manages yeah. to, that's it. Travolta comes out, distracts them. He gets Tim Roth's gun yeah. and then tells him to go into his bag and get his wallet. And the wallet I actually had once, which is his bad motherfucker.
0: His bad motherfucker. But one, on ma- well, one of the bits And it is a wallet
1: that says bad, bad motherfucker, motherfucker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, which one's yours? <laughs> one that says bad motherfucker. But there's about $1,300 in there. There's a big fuck. It's too much money wallet. to close the wallet. But also, when he's talking to her about the case. The um, restaurant owner goes, stop making problems. (laughs) Hey, shut the fuck up, fat man. This ain't no real concern.
1: (laughs) your goddamn (laughs) business. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But he opens it, doesn't he? And he basically sees what's in it, which distracts him. And that's when Samuel Jackson takes the gun and they... Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. And uh, his missus starts going off on one then. Oh, she's going absolutely bloody loopy, isn't she? We're all going to be like three little fanzies here. And what's Fonzie like? Come on, Yolanda, what's Fonzie like? Cool. What? Cool. Correctamundo. He's <laughs> cool. Great. Everybody be cool. Yeah. You be cool. Anyway, that ends with Roth and his missus being able to leave with all the wallets. And uh, John Travolta and Samuel Jackson have got the uh, got the case. But he makes sure he gets his wallet back, though, doesn't he? He, gets takes, the money back, out, yeah. he takes the money out so of it. takes the money, says, you can have that.
1: And then off they go,
0: uh, and the end, and the
1: the film ends at the beginning of the film, doesn't mm. it? Which is what I really like. It's really and it's really interesting because it's because yeah. it's non-linear like that.
0: Yeah.
1: You sort of ah, oh, now they're going to go see Marcellus Wallace, and that's where there's a little spat between Bruce Willis and John Travolta, and
0: as always, as well, um, great soundtrack. Oh, he's yeah, his
1: musical choices is just fantastic. I mean, yeah. a, a great lover of sort of like. 70s soul
0: music and that sort of... Very good. Very good, yeah. Good. Um,
1: yeah, yeah great, great film, thing.
0: great film. For me, and I'm going to go first with this, this is a 10 out of 10 movie for me. Yeah? Yeah. 10 out of 10 movie, which
1: is, which runs an hour over your preferred run time, doesn't it? It's
0: just, so the two thing out, is, two hours my, minutes. my so. preferred runtime is between 90 minutes to two hours, right? But I'll allow... Tarantino Ta- to go Charantina over. to go over, because I know he can keep... That film isn't like one film, is it? It's the same as, like... I know my thing I say about... I do prefer... Depending on what the subject matter is for a film, 90 minutes is normally enough to tell a story. But then also, I could sit and watch a whole season of something, one after another. Which is a film that could be, like, 8 hours, 10 hours. Yeah, because it keeps changing and what have you. But, uh, as I say... Some people find dialogue films boring, but I just find it so interesting with one-liners and stuff. Kept my interest. Well, it's what it tweets their own, isn't it? And that's, that's the thing,
1: isn't yeah. it? And he, he does. I mean, even with films like... By the time you got to The Hateful Eight, which was like... What was that, like, more than three hours? It was like? a long film. That was really fun. Well, it was really fucking... so fucking long that they had to put an intermission in. And not just for the sake of having an intermission like... Um, Kill Bill, which was... No, two, That was Kill two Bill. Films. Yeah, was yeah. it Kill Bill? Had the intermission? No, that's when he did the Grindhouse <laughs> films with. Um... No, but he did, yeah. But he, there is an intermission in one of them. I'm sure it's in the first Kill Bill because it's got the old. And he does that again in the Grindhouse one. I'm sure, but I in know, Hateful Eight he has to have an intermission there because it's so bloody long. Yeah, and that is just basically one geezer on a wagon. Go into a cabin and then they stack the cabin. Yeah, but it's the dialogue and what the you know and and, and the, the subject they talk about, which makes it really really interesting. But then on the other hand, I like films where you'll have little to no dialogue,
0: <laughs> and somehow it still keeps it keeps meaning. It's just each to their own. I'm not ignorant enough to say that I hate all films that are longer than ninety minutes, but. I do prefer a 90 minute film, and I know mm. it annoys quite a lot of people who really like films with no dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you take a film like um,
1: Mad Max Road Warrior. What's that? I mean, that's under two hours. Mel Gibson's got, I don't think he has any more than 14 lines of dialogue. No, he doesn't. It's which is really, really little. And I think even in Fury Road, Tom Hardy has about the same. Tom yeah. Hardy has about, you know, very little when it comes to uh, Mad Max. But then you can't talk like that when you're Mad Max, can you?
0: No. You can't talk like a geezer either. Anyway, let's wrap this one up then. So, what are you going to give it? That's coming out on the uh, mic as well. <laughs> oh yeah. So if you can hear all this like funny like shifting, it's because I'm a fidget and I've taken
1: my hat off and I like, yeah. keep like tossing it about. But I've, for, for the, dura- the remaining of this duration of this this episode, which will probably be about forty seven seconds, I will put up my foot and I will not touch it. I do promise. Um, I'm going to give it. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Nine. I'm gonna give it nine. Yeah, I don't. I don't it didn't make you cry. Because it didn't make me cry. No. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, I. I. I really. I love it. I absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. love it. I just. Well, it's pretty up there. Nine. Yeah. Nine, yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A great nine. Maybe one day it will be a ten. Who knows. Does it mean I have to keep it at the same? Things change. Of course not. No, it's, just, it's all arbitrary anyway. It's what yeah. we do. It's, no, it's, it's fantastic. From, the, from the, the, moment, like the first time I watched it up until recently, which has probably been about, about the 50th time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fucking, absolutely fucking funny
0: film. Real fun. But yeah. And that's Pulp Fishing. That is Pulp Fiction. Sean. Anyway, just as we're coming to the end of this week's wee ba 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 poo poddy poo um, What have you got for me this week? I actually haven't got an awful lot. There's not really anything I could find. I'm desperately trying to find some funny news, and uh, there ain't nothing, ain't nothing about at the moment, baby. No maidly news. No major. I haven't seen anything this week because I haven't watched this morning. So, um, I think there's been nothing in the news. I don't think so. Maybe he's been uh he's behaving. Been a behaving. Mm. Yeah. The trouble is the. <laughs> Fucking government are fucking themselves over enough, he doesn't need to do anything. He doesn't need does he? to do anything, no. no. The only thing I did think was a story I did find, but I haven't elaborated, so I'm only going to tell you the, the headline Woman stuck at Blind Date's house after swift Covid lockdown in China. <laughs> That'd be shit, wouldn't it? That would be shit. Blind Date. You're not going anywhere, love. You're going to stay right here with me. Anyway, let's wrap this one up. Where can they find us, Kev? I want you to tell all your friends about me.
1: They can find us on the old Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find our podcast on many places, um, but we've just shifted to Spotify, haven't we? So yeah. that will be where we are mainly based. But uh, yeah, get us on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, and, uh, and a plethora of others. But. Um, Also, you know, send us some messages. Send us some recommendations. Maybe there's something that we haven't covered just yet that you'd like us to do. Maybe for a special little episode. Maybe even like a
0: subscription-based special episode. Hopefully, uh, yeah, at some point, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Mm. But for now, until next time, share, rate, and tell all your friends about us. Lovely. Tastes so good, make you want to slap your mama. Don't it, Willie? Yeah, boy. Hey, mama. What the hell you want with... Catch you on the flibbity-flop! Au revoir.